parable before us this morning is a judgment parable about the sheep and the goats. But for time's sake and the sake of the gospel, we'll just uh, be about the good news. We'll just read about the choices the sheep made in life. So the scripture is Matthew 25, verses 31 through 40. Hear the word of God. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom that is prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it when we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, who are members of my family, you did it to me. This is the word of the Lord. Well, you've made a good choice this morning. On this New Year's Day morning, you're in worship. Good to have the sheep worshiping with us in person and online. Well done. That's a very good start to the new year. I suspect the goats this morning are out cold, barely moving Advil and orange juice, the breakfast of champions, a bad way to start. I'm sorry. That's a bad start, not just to the New Year's, but to a sermon on this text. Because here I am judging others when, in fact, the sheep thing to do, according to this parable, would be helping and hoping for anyone, anywhere, anytime. After all, who knows why someone would not be in worship this morning? My wife stayed up last night with a dog who's apparently allergic to fireworks. She kept Bella quiet so I could sleep. That's a very sheep-like thing to do. I don't know if she made it to worship or not. Oh, she did. There you are. Thank you, dear. We're still married, right? Yes. Okay. The sheep-like thing to do isn't to see a dividing line that might separate us one from another, but to cross the line and to get in deep with one another. The sheep-like thing to know is to know that it's always, always, always a good start. There's always a good start. There's never a bad time for the gospel. Always a good time for good news. So let's begin this New Year's off right and give thanks to God for the sheep among us. Thank the Lord for those people who suffered a little bit and offered us 17 feet of grace so that we could wedge our cars into the traffic of Christmas time. 
Whether those grace-filled people who let you in remember that or not, it doesn't matter. Sheep don't kind of remember things. When did we see you in traffic and did not let you in? But we remember, and so let us give thanks for those sheep who let us into traffic. Thank the Lord for the sheep who offer us a well-timed note or a well-timed text or a well-timed phone call to lift us up if our spirits were low. Thank the Lord for the sheep who help pick up the pieces when life is falling apart. When you've been burned by your friends because of your behavior, the sheep will let you hit, hit bottom. Sheep pray. Sheep try so hard not to enable. Sheep, like a mother or a father, will be waiting there, waiting for the prodigal to come home. And when they do, when the prodigal comes home, there is life. Let's thank the Lord for sheep. We know who they are. Who was your favorite teacher? Sheep. Who are your friends? Sheep. Who helped you find your way? Who helped you pick up the pieces? Gave you a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance? Sheep, sheep, sheep. When a sheep comes into your life, you're always off to a great start. Behold, everything's a new creation with a sheep. Let us thank the Lord for the sheep, for the stranger who helped you in a pinch the sheep. Now, doing that may beg the question of whether or not you made it to someone's list as a sheep. (laughs) Because as I said, sheep don't remember. When did we see you hungry or when did we see you thirsty? They don't remember. But maybe the bigger question is whether you made it onto the, the Lord's list as a sheep. But come on, you know you did. I mean, obviously, right? Sheep have some theological education. Sheep know that everyone is made in the image of God and that we can try at any moment and we might be entertaining angels unaware. Sheep read their scriptures. I know this because I'm a sheep. If you're taking notes this morning, you may want to write that down. Donovan is a sheep. Donovan has two O's, D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Look. I read the scripture, and I know Matthew's gospel is bent on us bearing fruit for the kingdom. I know Matthew's gospel is us being the light of the world and giving glory to God. I know this scripture is about not looking faithful but living it. The parable here is designed to educate us to be about bearing fruit. There's a whole list of things that we need to account to in order to know that we're sheep. Look, and I know, as I said, I'm a sheep. Look, I have provided clean water to the thirsty. I've done that in my life. I've helped on numerous occasions to provide food for the hungry. I have worked on the house for the homeless. I've gutted homes in the flood, built wheelchair ramps, decluttered a house. I've been to prison, visiting and doing ministry in prison two, three, four, five times in my life. And when I meet my maker, I'll have a list. Now, why would I need a list? Because I have a rather long list of rather goat-like behaviors. (laughs) Not doing what I know that I'm supposed to be doing. 
The other night I was at a hockey game with my daughter. I have been looking forward to being at that hockey game with my daughter for some time. She and I are both kindred spirits when it comes to sports. Beth and Michael are always falling asleep when the game has two minutes left and it's tied. I don't understand why, unless maybe they were up with the dog all night. Anyway, I was looking forward to being with her at the stadium, at the arena, and not being with the sports-loving Dallas Stars woman who was seated right behind me. Go Stars! Ooh, Stars! Woohoo, Stars! Do you know you can be overly obnoxious at a hockey game? I didn't know that until this woman. But I was not going to let her bother me. Woo, Stars! I wasn't going to let it bother me. I was simply going to enjoy the game while thinking theologically. Not everyone can do that, but I have that gift. (laughs) While the hockey game was going on, woo, stars, woo, I was thinking about what it meant to be a sheep at that very moment. I was being cerebral about the whole thing. Woo, stars! Emotions in check. Woo-hoo, stars! I knew at that very moment that I was living a microcosm of where the world is today. We live in a world in which we poke at each other. Woohoo, stars! We desire to be in the face of the other who's on the other side. Stars! We, we just sick of who the other person is and what they're doing to us and that's why we have this road rage and the mass killings and the political violence and everyone's doing what is right in his or her own eyes and we fail to see the holy and this is the kind of thing I think about at hockey games go stars stars I'm a sheep and this woman from Dallas needs to be annoying to feel good about herself. I, I, I was thinking about what harm is that? Just let her be. I'm not going to cross a line. And then the Predators scored a shorthanded goal, and I was like, go, Predators! High five in my daughter. I turned around to give a high five to that Dallas woman who I knew wasn't going to be there. And I looked down, and there she was. Exactly how I thought she'd look. Blonde hair, a lot of red lipstick, cowboy boots, in her 50s. And she gave me the nicest Dallas smile. And I thought, dang it. (laughs) I tried to do the sheep thing. But as Paul says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't do it. But what I hate to do, that's what I do. When it comes to knowing what I should do and then not do it, I am a G-O-A-T, the greatest of all time goat. And that may be very well why, why I am a Presbyterian. Maybe why you're a Presbyterian. It might be that we all think theologically in the midst of this world, and we all know that we have fallen short of the glory of God. And so we are grateful 
that when the Son of God gathers us all around this table from east and west and north and south, on the night in which he was betrayed, on the night in which his own disciples, his own followers, his own sheep would deny him and betray him, on that night he did not choose to go after us with a stick, but cross the line, crossed the line, and offered us grace again and again. Grace to all who showed none. And in the end, that's our good start. Time and time again. Grace to be remembered. Grace to taste and see that the Lord is good. Grace to fall in love with a Savior and then to be a savior to those who have a lack of a lucky star and need one.